My beloved in Jesus Christ, our Lord, isn't it nice to be gathered? We didn't know how beautiful, well, we knew how beautiful it was, but boy, when you can't take it for granted, it's even more sweet. This day, or this week on Friday, we lost our, one of our sisters in the Lord, Teresa Galbraith. She passed away after three years of a glorious light. Flight, uh, light and fight for life as she did, and she gave us a tremendous example. Please keep the family in your prayers. It's also this Sunday is the feast of St. Hermeleos, and St. Hermeleos is the one that catechized St. Pantelemon, whose feast day we celebrate tomorrow. So it's a, it's a wonderful weekend of, of healing of our hearts. That's what we really need, the healing of our hearts. My favorite movie, and I know you probably all know this, and those who were here last night certainly know it now, is of course Judah Ben-Hur. Judah Ben-Hur has got to be with the, the, um, the movie that has Charlton Heston in it, because he's just, he makes a great Ben-Hur. But in the movie, there's two scenes, and they kind of parallel each other or mirror each other. One's a little way into the movie, and the other's almost towards the end of the movie. For those who don't remember the story of Judah, Judah had a, an altercation with the, a new commander, Roman commander in the area. And he wanted Judah to, to coerce the people to do what Rome said and pay their taxes and all these things and stop uprising. Well, Judah wouldn't play into that. So the Roman commander, the uh, leader, said he would have his way, and so he had Judah arrested on Trump charges and had his mother and daughter thrown into prison for many years. Judah was carried off to be a slave in a galley ship, a warship for the Roman Empire. So he was down below rowing, and there he would end his days. But on his way to the ship, he was chained up with all these other men and drugged behind the Roman soldiers. And they'd probably been a long time without water, being driven like animals. And they come into the village, and there is a well in the center. And the people of the village come and see what's happening, and they do a, the, the most important thing. They, we're going to help them. So they run and bring water. Well, the Roman soldiers say, no, no water until after the soldiers and the horses get water. Then the slaves receive water. Well, the soldiers get their water and the horses get their water, but there's enough people and women that are bringing water to the slaves, it's trying to get them water, and they're all clamoring for it. And Judah Ben-Hur is fighting, and they just this water keeps passing him by. He can't seem to get one. And finally, the soldier in charge, who had it out for Ben-Hur, was telling him, okay, we got to go. And just then, a water was handed to it, Judah, and it was knocked out of his hands. No water for him. And you could see the horror on Judah Ben-Hur's face. But at that moment, a stranger comes up. And that stranger is Jesus in the movie. And he takes some water. And he sees Judah, and he gives Judah the water, and he's stroking his hair. 
as he is showing this compassion, the Roman soldier that's in charge saw what was happening and yelled at Jesus, no water for him. Jesus got up and stood and looked at him. It put the centurion back on his heels. And finally, they said, we're going. Towards the end of the movie, Judas, Ben-Hur, was able to get away and be a free man. He was seeking revenge, but on his way, to, he was found himself in Jerusalem. A whole cult, the city was up in an uproar. And here comes Jesus, whipped and carrying his cross. And dropping, and getting up and going again, and dropping. Judah ben her recognized the man. And he took some water. And Ben-Hur happened to fall right where he was at. And Ben-Hur tried to give him water as he had received from Jesus. And as he was about to receive it, a Roman soldier knocked it away. And so the only thing that what happened at that point was Ben-Hur received a blessing from Christ. You tried to show me compassion. And for that... You are blessed. We hear in our gospel today that Jesus had come down from wherever he was and he saw a large crowd and it said he was moved with compassion. Moved with compassion and began healing their sick. Then he was moved with compassion and fed the multitude with their five loaves and two fishes. Throughout the course of Scripture, we can see Christ moved with compassion at His every step of the way, His words and His actions. Because compassion is a divine action with love woven in it. And Christ came to give His presence through compassion. Even when Jesus got after the scribes and Pharisees and calling them um, hypocrites and brood of vipers, it was with compassion. Yes, he was stern, but the compassion was he wanted to bring about a change in their hearts, a change in their thinking, a change in their way of life. Jesus showed the ultimate compassion for humanity by dying on the cross. With every scourge, with every spitting, with every hit of the pole, he endured for compassion's sake. The holy unmercenaries, Hermeleus and Pantelaemon, were men that were moved with compassion for Christ. Compassion is a divine attribute that they took and received and absorbed in their very hearts, in their very bones, so that they would give healing. They could care less about getting repaid. All they wanted to do was be, bring God's grace and His mercy upon all they that met, using the gifts that God had given them to you. They showed compassion 
And we, who are baptized into Christ, we are called to do the same thing. We are called to show compassion in our conversations with others. We're shown to show compassion when we're in disputes with one another within our family home. We're shown to call, show compassion in all places and walks of our lives. Even when there's difficulties and challenges and we have to correct somebody, it needs to be done with compassion. It needs to be done with a prayerful intent in the heart for the good of the other without seeking anything in return, without seeking revenge, without seeking accolades, any of that. Christ sought none of that but to give himself to the others, and it came through compassion. And that needs to be the mode of our life. The beauty I experienced when I got to be with the Galbraiths earlier in the week and then on Friday, you saw nothing but compassion. For Cap, compassion for Teresa, compassion for the family. And that just doesn't in there. It needs to be going throughout our entire lives. The world needs to see that a Christian is one of compassion. And we have many examples of him in our lives. We can look and see Basil the Great, he was moved by compassion that he built hospitals and hostels and all these things. Or more recently, we got Mother Teresa showing compassion, what it looks like. We got that on video, we can see it. So we have all these models to follow. Remember, she wanted to go into this village because there was, or in this city because there was a great war, a great battle going on. She didn't care about the politics. All she cared about was who was in there and needed help. She wanted to show compassion. She wanted to make Christ's presence felt. And so we're called to show compassion. We're called to show compassion in our marriages with our children, children with their parents, with our family and friends. Compassion shows that we are a follower of Christ. And so we celebrate this weekend great men of compassion, Omeleus and tomorrow Pantalaemon. Judah Ben-Hur learned compassion. He experienced it. And then he went to try to return it. And he was blessed for the efforts, even though he couldn't complete what he had set out to do by giving, allowing Jesus to drink, he was rewarded for his heart's effort. And we are called to do the same. We are called to be compassionate. We are called to be like Christ.